You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Welcome back to another Winning Plays podcast with Brian Robb and Michael Pina. I'm Rich Levine, and guys, in today's show, we're going to talk about Jason Tatum's all-star aspirations. We're going to go through a bunch of the NBA team win totals that have been posted in Vegas and give our thoughts on how we think each team might fare. We're going to ask you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Uh, also, give us a follow on our Twitter page. That's at WinningPlaysPod. Shout out to uh, CLNS Media real quick for hosting the show. Shout out to BetOnline.ag, the best barns that we've ever had. Um, and guys, welcome back to another show. Good to, uh, good to hear your voices again. Good to be here. Do we have any more trivia, Rich? Or is it uh, well, straight into I don't have a trivia to start the show. I did have a question for, for, for Mr. Pina. It's a, bit of yes, a, it's a bit of a personal question. But I was on last episode. I I looked up Al Horford's Instagram because I wanted to read his his farewell note to Boston. And uh, so since then, you know how once you do that, you start they start showing up in your discovery, like the place that you've searched before. So Al Horford's mm-hmm. posts have been showing up in my feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had one two days ago. It shows him opening his fridge and taking out a bunch of uh, ice cream. It's 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 an ad. It says at only fifty sixty calories per pop. These are officially my newest late night snack. Thank you, Halo Top Creamery. And I thought that was a little bit cheesy, but then I see Michael V. Pina liked it. Yeah, I like everything. <laughs> so is that what it is? That's what I want to talk to you about. Like, are you are you liking Al? Are you are you like a Halo Top fan? Or you just like it just because that's just a good way to network? It's a good way to... to if I'm <laughs> scrolling through Instagram, I just double tap just about anything. I don't care. <laughs> There's no straight, rhyme or reason for my likes. Okay. And what I choose to pass on. Although I have tried that ice cream and it's very good. Oh, Halo Top's fantastic. So I, yeah. I, I don't know if you were drawn to that or you you like to stay connected with Al as he's in Philly. Yeah. But thank you for being honest about that. No, yeah. That way I'm very mysterious about it. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Jason Tatum maybe being an all-star? So Jason Tatum made some comments uh, recently this week. Um, I, what was the exact venue? It was basically just like a promo for, for 2K, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, um, and his his he was unhappy with his rating as every player in the league is, and I think he he made three bold claims at the end of the interview, and they were that he is going to uh, average over twenty points a game. Uh, I believe the second one was he'll be an all star. Mm-hmm. And the third was that the Boston Celtics are going to win the title. <laughs> going to the championship. Oh, okay. Uh, so getting out of the East, which I think is a more reasonable statement. But oh, wow. Okay. I thought I thought it was win a title too. So it was just get to the championship. Yeah. I think he said going, I mean, I'll have to look it up, but I think it was like going to the championship. Either way, very, very, uh, very bold. And sure. um, What else do you want him to say? You know, I... I I well, it's really interesting because I feel like this is a potential uh, like pivot point for him. We he never speaks 
like he's he his uh, he's very reserved and reticent and for him to just suddenly make these claims coming off the season that he had uh, i know that it was like a weird he was probably in like an intimate thing and didn't maybe didn't expect it to blow up like it did or it wasn't as calculated as it seems but it was still i thought it was interesting for him to say these kind of seriously and I don't know about the Celtics, you know, going to the championship, but the fact that he's confident enough in his ability to average 20 and make the all-star team, which are two reasonable benchmarks for him this year, I thought that that was pretty noteworthy. And then you see that he's working out with uh, Brad Beal and Chris Paul, um, those fo- those photos posted on, speaking of Instagram, on Instagram uh, this like week it? as well. Did you like that post? Of course. Are you kidding? I <laughs> screenshotted it. Um so, I mean, what what was your guys' takeaway from from Tatum's comments? I mean, good. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this is for the Celtics. This is the Celtics' bet right now. This is their only path this season, essentially, is to competitiveness is Jason Tatum taking the leap a lot of people hoped he would make last year. And now we have a situation where... He was humbled, I think, last year. Um, Certainly the, you know, the numbers weren't terrible, but the shot selection was tough. The three-point shooting in the Bucs series was absolutely brutal. The defense was for him was, like, I think up and down over the course of the year. And um, based off of that, I think that you need to, he's going to hopefully come back hungry here. And that will be a positive for this team. Um, well, I'll say that there's, I don't think there's any doubt that Jason Tatum, even last year, could have averaged 20 points a game in the NBA. Like, if he was on some horrible team, if he, was on, if he had been on the, the Bulls or been on the Suns, I don't think there's any question he could score 20. I think that coming in, it's gotta be, that's got to be the team philosophy, right? Every, everyone out there is going to be, all right, Jason's going to be one of our 20-point scorers this year. Um, otherwise, it gets a little, it'll get a little sketchy, I think. But, I think, so, but he, need, he was 357 points shy last year. Um, average 2.9 foul shot attempts a game. I think that's something that that needs to go up a lot if he's going to consistently mm-hmm. get up over 20. Um, I think that uh, what percentage of the shots last year do you think that Kyrie, Horford, and Mook took of the total team shots? Uh, I would think like 40%. Pino, you're usually pretty good at these. What's your guess? Uh. Forty-one percent. Ooh, Price is right. Be right. Well, you guess if Price is right, you both lose. But it's thirty-eight uh, percent. Obviously, obviously, mm. Kemba's going to take. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, Be right. That's a great guess, by the way. <laughs> um, so obviously, Kemba takes a little bit of that, but there will be there will be more shots. Um, so yeah, I I think he gets. I, I think he can do it. And by the way, if he's if he's averaging twenty points a game around the All Star break, and the Celtics are, let's say like in the top three. In the East, that seems like a like a a decent All Star campaign. Oh yeah, that's who's going to the All Star team if that happens for sure. No question. What what is the ideal for you guys like hierarchy in the offense next year? Like, where do you want? Do you want Tatum definitely as number two, or if he's like averaging seventeen or eighteen a game and doing it efficiently, and Hayward is back closer to his Utah self? And in that same spot, like, like, do you care? Do we, what? What is your guys' preference on that front? 
I think that if he is the number one option, like I think, I don't think that's over Kemba. I don't think that's totally insane. I really don't. I like, think I that think, is. You think that's insane? I don't think that's going to happen. Kemba's running the show, man. There's no way he's averaging the most points. So not in a bad way. Just I think he's no, no, no. I know, I know. Like if, if I were betting. I, I, like if if we had odds on this, obviously Kemba would have the the, be, the best odds uh, of being the the leading scorer for the team. But I don't think it's impossible for Tatum to make a leap that we maybe like a leap that's even grander than I think we're anticipating. I I, I just think that he's such a ridiculous talent, and the offense should be more geared around maximizing his abilities. And if he is the number one option, and let's say Kemba is basically you know, obviously not in the same amount of touches and the same usage that he had last year, but he's the same player he was last year. Um, and Tatum is the number one option. I mean, that's just a that's a very very good situation for the Celtics, obviously. Yeah, and maybe there Rich, have to we be seen? Quick. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Rich, have you seen? Have we seen? Like, I feel like is Tatum better not being like a super high volume guy based on how efficient he was during his rookie year, like? in terms of his shot selection. Yeah, but I guess, are, are there many, when you talk about stars in this league, right? Because I think that's that's what, what Tatum needs to be eventually. Uh, are there many stars that aren't high volume? Or does that just kind of come in the territory? You know, maybe maybe as a rookie year, he wasn't ready for it. It probably comes with the territory to an degree, yeah. Yeah, and, right. I, and, and it's interesting because, you know, we talk about Kemba, and obviously he averaged 25.6 last year. But he's... Those numbers are going to go down a little bit too. I mean, he every I I think it's fair to say potentially that the other four starters on the Celtics this year, every single one of them would have been the second best player on Charlotte last year. I don't know. Maybe that's crazy. Maybe I'm missing somebody. But at least three there are at least three or four guys that would have been the second best player on the team. Um, so he's going to defer a little bit more. And then when you talk about like you know. Kawhi and Paul George or last year like Westbrook and Paul George like you know it doesn't always have to be like that clear-cut like super number one um but I think when it comes to crunch time I guess that's the time who do, who, 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 who do you want taking over at that point I was I was about to say that like who like like I could definitely see Tatum being the primary option at the end of games and Kemba's like uh, you know we all know his pedigree in in terms of hitting huge clutch shots and being able to create for himself and for others. Um, I just think Tatum, this is year three. Like he is the guy who can get any shot he wants at any time. And I don't know. I I think that letting him kind of spread his wings in crunch time as a facilitator and a shot maker, it would just be, it's just, it's huge for the team. And I don't know if, I, I feel like Kemba is someone who would be fine deferring so long as they had success with it. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, in my mind, it's just going to depend, like, who, what's your opponent that night? Like, where's the best defender on the floor? If he's on Tatum, then it's Kemba's night. If it's on, you know, if Patrick Beverly is guarding Kemba, then... Is Tate, or maybe on that side, you're going to have Kawhi guarding Tatum, so then you want to go to, to Gordon or something like that. But the I, I just see Brad Stevens just changing his philosophy, not like every game, but again, based on the matchups and knowing that he's going to have multiple guys 
on the floor and no true alpha dog and that is going to demand the ball every single night in that situation which i think honestly is going to be good for the team success yeah and i'll say two things so if, if first if, if tatum hits four four extra foul shots again last year he's just about at 20 points points again so i think uh, is the money on him doing this i mean you look at it that way right well, you, you factor in all these things it seems like you know not only is he, is he is he predicting it but that that is that should be, that is the expectation i think oh yeah 100 percent. it should be like um you know he the uh the adam himmelsbach at the globe wrote this piece about um the the summer training that tatum's doing with drew hanlon his, his longtime trainer and you know how they're eliminating long twos and how I, hanlon's quoted in the piece saying that uh, Tatum attempted four threes per game last year, and he wants that to be eight next season. So, like, there's, you know, uh, however many more points right there. And, you know, obviously getting to the free throw line is a huge deal for his development, and that's also something they're working on. So, I, I mean, I would be shocked if he did not average 20 a night. I wouldn't, I mean, I'd say the odds are, again, I mean, like, I put it out as a slight underdog right now that he, Averages twenty a night. Really? Yeah. I like, like it. close Year to fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean there's again, I it's not a knock at Tatum. I just think like Jalen's gonna score a lot, Goran's gonna score a lot. Like there's still a lot of mouths to feed on this team. And Tatum I think will easily average in the high teens. Like if the over under was eighteen, I'd definitely take the over. I just wouldn't take the over on twenty. I don't know I wonder if this is listed anywhere yet. I'll have to look this up to see that's a, that's a good it's a good segue it's a good segue to betonline.ag uh who is our sponsor and by the way Bira, that's why i said that i think it's really important for this not just to be jason tatum's goal for the season but this the team goal J- jalen and gordon they all like everyone's got to be on this and be like and i'm not, i don't know if this is necessarily going to be the case we think it probably is but they have to be in it on together and be like jason's going to be the guy who's going to lead us in scoring but uh that sponsor is betonline.ag and it's the best spot to place your bets for anything that you might like to bet on. They got basketball, football, baseball, uh, darts, tennis, and rugby. They have live betting, a virtual casino. Uh, we're going to get into the NBA season win totals that, that they posted recently, which are, are pretty fun and interesting. Uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time on that. But uh, betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sports, sports book online. If you want to join the fun and would like to support this podcast, uh, and also if you'd like an extra 50% added to your sports betting bankroll, uh, go to clnsmedia.com backslash winning plays. Uh, use promo code CLNS50 or CLNS100 while making your initial deposit and your 50% bonus will be added to your balance within seconds. Uh, a minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus. Uh, also, please see betonline.ag's general rules for additional terms and conditions. Uh, but betonline.ag is your and our online sportsbook experts. Uh, so should we do it? Should we, should we leave Jason Tatum we want to 20 talk about... points a game? Or do you want to do USA, Team USA? Um, we can finish up Tatum. For, I, haven't, I haven't been able to find the, what the listing is. Um, but we should mix in Team USA at some point before copping into the, the win totals. My Team USA thing is just don't get hurt. Mm. Marcus. Has anyone ever gotten seriously hurt to, uh, besides Paul Drew? <laughs> I was going to say. Um, um, not that... Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't... I don't think anyone's seriously not not in our lifetime. I don't think because that would be a bigger deal that we would remember. I feel like 
Um, our life basically covers professionals playing and for Team USA, though. This is so. true. This is true. But uh, I, th- I think it's, it more can be just a matter of like, you know, when when May and hopefully June rolls around, and and Tatum's and, and Jason Tatum has been playing for an extra two months of you know competitive basketball. That's where you, that's where you maybe wonder, especially for for a kid like that. Um, what, what, what's really interesting is uh, Team USA's pleas to all these players and their cases that you that players traditionally have career years after playing for Team USA, which I thought was pretty interesting. I, I haven't hmm. like seen that proven anywhere in a study, but that would you know, I feel like you know the experience of Team USA, you're able to kind of sharpen the knives a little bit. You know, you're going against the best of the best. Well, traditionally the best of the best. Uh, daily and practice and learning different you know things about yourself as a player and uh, trying to incorporate those into your game for the upcoming season so like I I guess that makes sense I I also see the side of you know rest is very 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 important the more we learn about sports science so like like don't get hurt sure but yeah what you just said rich like that's just an extra couple months of playing basketball when you can kind of relax and let your body rest a little bit i I think i'm happy i think they need this team needs it though after like playing in a situation where you have to sacrifice for like not Kemba, obviously but like assuming tatum makes the team um smart already has that mindset i don't know if jalen's gonna make this team maybe we can talk about that later but I do think it's just get them in a system where you're not going to be the featured piece and you have to do little things to help the team win stuff that wasn't being done enough last year. And I think that's just, you know, from one of the best coaches ever in Popovich, like I don't, I think the, the pros outweigh the cons on that front. Yeah, I agree with you. And real quick, uh, betonline.ag uh, unsurprisingly, has USA is minus four hundred as the favorites to win the the FIBA World Cup. Um, Serbia, Spain, and Greece are the are the next three. Six to one, sixteen to one, and twenty to one. So, heavy favorites. Cool. So, we doing over unders now? I think we do. Let's fire it up. So, what do we get? We're, gonna, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna start rolling with alphabetical order. I think that's I think that's a good way to do it. And we'll just give our quick uh, our quick thoughts. And we'll start with uh, the Atlanta uh, Hawks. Let's start with the, the Boston you, Celtics. Yeah, we'll do the Hawks. Let's do the Hawks because the Celtics are number two. So okay. we might as well just blow through the Hawks. Um, I'm taking it's over under is 32 and a half. Uh, I am taking the over here. I just like their coaching. They looked good for a lot of the second half of last year. And I think just through natural progression, they're going to be a mid 30s win team. I am also taking the over. Uh, good call, B-Rub. I think the steps forward that, uh, you know, Trey Young, John Collins, Cam Reddish is in there as rookie season. We'll see what he can do. Um, I like their infrastructure. I like their flexibility. Their position to, you know, they also added Jabari Parker, who I just, that literally just came to me right now talking about them. But I feel like him in a different kind of role where there's literally no expectations could be a good thing. Um, and Trey Young seems to make everyone around him better. So I, I like Atlanta a lot. And I, I honestly feel like this is a little low. Yeah, I agree. Plus, uh, Alan Crabb and Evan Turner and Chandler Parsons, don't forget. But yeah, they were, they were, they were a horrible team last year and they still won 29 games. 
Uh, so I think the the idea of them winning another an extra four uh, seems very likely. I'm gonna take the over too. That's a consensus consensus over, which means bet the under probably. But it's over. Uh, right. Boston Celtics forty eight and a half. Uh, it seems like another over for me. This is a this is a sneaky high though. Like I did not expect the Vegas line to be this high. Like, so the they public... won forty nine last year. Right. So they're they're saying essentially that Kyrie and Al and Morris and like Rozier, Baines. losing all those guys and bringing on Kemba and Cantor and yeah, forget about Baines too. And that's only going to cost the Celtics a half a win, which is, I mean, wild. But I I can see it because if everyone knows like okay, Brad can kind of have a system back and maybe some better internal um chemistry i guess like i don't i'll take the over here i don't feel great about it um until i see it on paper but like i would say like 50 49 50 is a is a fair projection and that's what i'll go with Uh, but i don't feel confident about it wow um i agree 100 percent um i'm also taking the over but i'm not really that pumped about doing so i do think that everything went wrong last year for the celtics and i I think that there's a possibility where everything that went wrong can go right this upcoming season and i think they'll be better and make more sense just as a basketball team in terms of how everyone is able to complement one another um but like you look at around the east and like a lot of teams that were really bad last year that they played a lot or at least not as good as they will be this year made improvements and there's really not a lot of just like complete total garbage or at least rel- relatively speaking in the east so i'm a little surprised too I, I thought this would be a slightly lower number yeah it makes sense for me i i, I think i'm a little bit more confident in the over than, than you guys i just think that this it's another one of the season. Like like last year was a mindset of like the regular season doesn't matter, right? Because like we're we're gonna we're gonna show everyone who we are in the playoffs and whatever would happen, whatever Kyrie happened said happened. That, said that publicly every two minutes. Too. Right, and and it and it showed, you know, not just with him but with everybody. Where I think this year is the season where everyone's got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, as we've talked about, this team feels more like a bit of a Brad Steven, Brad Stevens team. Feels more of like the uh, you know the Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Celtics teams, which I think is a really good regular season team, a team that's going to win the games that they should. Because I agree with you, Mike. There aren't as many uh, total cupcakes this year, um, but you know things change, and over the course of the season, their Celtics are still going to be favored a vast majority of the time. And I think in the regular season, they're going to be the kind of team that does win, that do win the games that they're supposed to. So I mean, I, I would not be surprised to see 52, 53 wins, and that doesn't necessarily. That I don't think that will necessarily translate into uh, playoff success or getting to the championship. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but uh, I think for the regular season, I like them a lot better than last year. So uh, that's another over for me. Um, Brooklyn Nets. I'd like to like replay ourselves. I'd like to replay ourselves talking about this like for ourselves last summer. <laughs> now right. thanks. I know. We I should do guess. that. We should have like right, we should have throwback <laughs> episodes where we just it's like or like hot, uh, cold take exposed episodes where we just rip each other, our own uh, takes yeah. from from last year. Uh, Brooklyn has forty five and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under. Okay. Ooh. What's what's your rationale? Uh, I do not think. Okay, so they're not going to be as good. So Ky- Kyrie went to Brooklyn. I say he's going home, but I think that they went. 
with the Kevin Durant aspect, right? He's going because he wants to play with Kevin Durant. Because with Kevin Durant, that team is certainly a contender in the East. And we, I don't, none of us, neither of us think that it, that they're necessarily going to be a, a championship team. But I don't think they're going to be what Kyrie's expecting. I don't think they're going to be what anyone is expecting. I just don't think it's going to be a a positive season there. I think it's going to be a lot of growing and adjusting, much like the Celtics did um, after the previous season. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be hard. I think that I think that they'll finish right around five hundred, maybe a couple couple games over. But I because I, I don't wow. know. I think I think for a couple. I think for there are stretches where Kyrie is going to be able to to carry them. And I think he's certainly going to have something to prove. Like at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they get out to a, to a great start. But I just don't think that that team this year is built for the long haul. I think when when going gets tough, I'm not sure who's gonna who's gonna get them through it. I I think that the the Brooklyn Nets could blow up. They could implode. Um, that's a possibility, just because of what we saw with Kyrie last year. Uh, that said, I'm taking the over because sh- they 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 upgrade from. They won 42 last year in a season where their best player suffered a serious injury and missed a ton of games. Um, they upgrade from Kyrie to... Uh, I'm sorry, they upgrade from D'Angelo Russell to Kyrie. They add DeAndre Jordan. That's a little bit more depth at the center position. They keep you know Joe Harris, who was a big part of what they did. I really like adding Torian Prince um, and kind of replacing uh, Alan Crabb with him. Uh, you get healthy Karis LeVert, and there's some other veterans that they've added on the roster, like, you know, Wilson Chandler and uh, who else? Garrett they? Temple. Garrett Temple. Just, like, competent players who know what they're doing, who are versatile, who make sense. Um, I like this I, li- I like this roster. I-, I don't think they're a championship contender, and that's kind of how they're the lens that they're viewed and kind of how they're being judged right now. But I, I still I think they're better than three wins more than they won last season. Yeah, it's an over if they're healthy. Yeah, um, it'll be they'll be high forties if they're healthy. Kyrie doesn't tends to have good vibes in the first year where he's <laughs> at somewhere, so I think he'll come out hungry, and uh, things will be stick together for the first half of the season. Well, how many games um, does he think he plays beer up? Because he came out real hungry in his, in his, in his first season in Boston, but then he was, he was, he was on the shelf by the time it mattered. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think, I mean, I'll give him like 60, 65 games. And, and I and think it, they have enough. They have a lot of like, I, they, they also signed, I don't know, like, I, I like David Nawaba and they, they, they have good depth. He's so a great I think role they player. can overcome. <laughs> he's a great role player. Like that's someone, I mean, no, just like they put together a good rest of the roster. So if like for the twenty games he's out, they can, I think they'll be able to like hold things together. I just sure. I just wonder when it comes around February, and Kyrie's been playing his ass off, and he start his maybe his knees a little bit sore, his body's a little bit sore. He looks ahead and he says, "There is no chance that we were getting past the second round this year." I just don't I, I don't understand what the incentive even would be for him to to kill himself to carry a Nets team uh, into the playoffs when he can just sort of bide his time and get be ready to hit the ground running, hopefully, when when, when KD is back. And well, we'll see how it goes, but that's 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 my, my, my vision. Yeah. Charlotte. Uh, all right, so the, the next four teams are going to be all non-play. I want a minute each 
tops yeah. on each of these teams because I can't spend talking about Charlotte. I, I, I'm, se- I'm setting the timer and I'll and I'll jump I'll jump us if it goes past the minute. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Hornets twenty four and a half. Real quick, I'm gonna. That's really bad. I'm gonna say Terry Rozier and Malik Monk backcourt. Uh, I'll say under. 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 I think twenty four and a half is like Terry Rozier shot attempts per game and, <laughs> and shooting percentage. I'll also take under. Um, yeah. But wait, so what, what did they win um, last year? Sure, I mean that doesn't matter because they have they had Kemba. But could you? Okay, they won, thir- they won thirty nine last year. So let's say this: what's what's ter- what's the over under on Terry's points per game? Is he going to average seventeen points a game? You think? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Good for him. Yeah. Three million for every point average. <laughs> uh, okay, that's thirty eight seconds. Let's move on. Uh, Chicago Bulls over under thirty and a half. This is surprisingly low in my mind. I kind of like what they did. Thaddeus Young's a solid player. Sadoransky's a solid player. Ooh, um, they got him. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, they got him. They obviously have Levine and Markinen, hopefully healthy, and Carter Jr. back healthy. So, I mean, I don't think it's a playoff team, but I definitely think it's an easily a team that's going to win in the 30s. So I'm taking the over, and that's the best bet for me right there. I uh, I once again agree with B Rob. And I swear we did not compare notes before we recorded, but yeah, get, get a room. But uh, no, this team, like this team, should be expecting, like its goals should be a playoff berth. That's reasonable heading into this season. Uh, they added really smart veterans, as you said, B Rob. Uh, a lot of their younger pieces that are really talented should be taking humongous strides, particularly Markinen. Um, we'll see what Kobe White can do. We'll see if they can trade Chris Dunn and get some sort of anything for him. I don't know. His market is probably extremely cool. Um, I, I, I just really like them. We'll see kind of how the coaching, you know, the coaching was very uh, questionable last year. We'll <laughs> see if uh, they're able to m- embrace some more modern playing style that kind of centers around their youth. And if they're able to do that, I don't see why they can't make the playoffs. Luke Cornett's pretty solid too. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under, even though just to to be contrarian. But I, I think maybe this could be like uh, the the T Wolves a few years ago. Maybe people got a little too excited, like one year too early. Um, I still think I figure out how these. Do, do we mention Otto Porter too? They got a lot of talent on this team. Yeah, um, right. I'm still taking the under just because I think it's, I think the, the East, like you said, Mike, the East is tougher than it was last year. They'll play probably play a lot of closer closer games. It'll be more inspiring season, but I'll say like 28, 29. Uh, regular season wins. The Cleveland Cavaliers, twenty four and a half. For reference, uh, so they, and they're pretty similar to last year. They won nineteen games last year. And they're saying twenty four and a half this season. Yeah, I'm I'm going under again. I they're just not good i mean i i honestly am trying to think in my top the top of my head who's their starting five and i don't know um <laughs> I, I, I i'll say Tr- tristan thompson kevin love uh who's probably colin, going to get traded colin sexton larry jans larry nance jr and uh i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean uh shetty, Os- shetty osman yeah sure yeah, very uh, very uh you know, young, extremely young roster, weird pieces. I feel like it's just like the Bucks dumping ground. That's kind of like what their identity is right now. Uh, they're going to probably trade Kevin Love, who's their best player, highest paid player. Um, I guess we'll see what Colin Sexton looks like in year two. And Darius Garland is supposedly good, 
that's like <laughs> all that. Sure, your boy. Um, that's mm-hmm. like really all I got with them. I, I'm just, I, I, this is, the, they're the bottom of the barrel right now. I'm taking the over. Wow. Ooh. 24 and a half is like pretty low. They got a new college head coach, John Beeline, I like a lot. Sweet. Um, so I think he'll squeeze out 26 wins out of them uh, with some scrubs at the end of the year. Uh, I'm gonna take the under too. I don't. I don't think that they win Dallas, five, five more you games. You taking under too? Yeah. yeah. Dallas Mavericks. Right, uh, next up, Dallas Ma- Dallas Mavericks. Forty-one and a half. Rich, what do you say to the five hundred Dallas Mavericks? Uh, I just want to say real quick how weird it is that the first five NBA teams alphabetically are all from the East. First six, sorry. But I'll take. Uh, I'm gonna take forty-one and a half playing out in the West. You got Chris Stapps coming back and having to work his way. Um, got Luca in year two. Man, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna take the under. Actually, I don't feel great about it, but I think that I think that they, that that the next year, you know, so they won 33 games last year. I think the year after next uh, is the year that you really expect big things, and they show a lot this coming year, but they fall just short of of 41. I'm gonna go under. The West is a bear under i like i don't i this is really high in my opinion i just i don't see it i don't see them finishing above 500 um they do have some nice they, they got curry and delon Wright coming off the bench jalen brunson another year i got tim hardaway hmm. no yeah the, i mean sure they're not you know they're not like bottom of the barrel awful but the like look at the rest of the west like everybody yeah. got better like they're maybe the 10th best team in the west like best case scenario so i'm with you mike that's this is an under the west is too stacked yeah and uh yeah it's gonna be like you said rich it'll be a year or two from now or the big years for them i feel like um so while we're in the west 50 and a half for the uh the denver nuggets i'm taking the over they got it's a lot of continuity here the west is a bear but like you're bringing everyone back on a really good team um this is the this is my lock you think the lock yeah uh, um did they add anyone like notable in i mean obviously they're gonna have porter jr back healthy but they didn't really make any big additions but i don't think they need to no they don't like this is what what they are is should be good enough obviously everybody yeah. who contributed last year besides paul Millsap, should be better and they have a lot of really good players who i mean obviously i mean Jokic can Jokic is going to be an mvp candidate i guess we'll start mm-hmm. there like jamal murray will be better um malik beasley is around monte morris was kind of a a really surprisingly good player last year gary harris battled injury and they still finished where they did um so you like you take that you add jeremy grant who they did not have last oh, yeah. season who's a big addition uh, meaningful addition lets them play a lot of different ways. Uh, Will Barton was hurt last year. I think that they should trade him, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Uh, I just I, I I like this team. I don't know if the title is something that is that realistic for them. I still think they're a, a little bit away from that, but like fifty wins when they won fifty four last year, uh, yeah, that's a lock for me. So I'll probably take the over two. I don't. I'm not as lockish about it as you are mike and, and for similar reasons that you mentioned when we were in vegas about the bucks which is that they're not going to sneak up on anyone this year you know mm. like everyone everyone is ready 
uh, Jokic is the the definite MVP candidate. You know, Murray just got his big extension. Like people are going to be ready for the Nuggets this year, but I still think that they win 50 games. Uh, well, I guess they need to win over 50 games. Yeah. I still think they win 51 games. So, I'll, so I'll take the over as well. Um, the uh, Detroit, Detroit Pistons. basketball Pistons, yeah, sweet, 37 and a half. I am going to take the under here. Um, they did make some. Okay, I mean, you got Derrick Rose in there now. Uh, you got some a healthy front court. Uh, just a side observation from like just the East playoff picture. They have so there are so many. The front courts of all, pretty much every East playoff team are huge, besides the Celtics, which is just something to keep in mind over the long haul. Um, if you just go through them one by one, this is one of the biggest among them. But I still think like the supporting cast has a lot of holes here and the East is better. And I just don't trust. I don't like anyone on this team outside of Blake really that much. So I'm going under Luke Kennard forever. Uh, breakout year for Luke (laughs) Kennard. I love him. I'm never giving up on him. Um, yeah, I, I think if Blake goes down for, you know, he's like, he's kind of due for kind of not a significant injury, but like I can see him, you know, I don't know, pulling his hammy being out a month. And in that case, they're in, they're in big trouble. Um, so, uh, I like that said, I look at the the total here, which is 37 and a half. They won 41, uh, 41 last year. They were banged up in some key areas last year. Uh, bring in my boy, Tony Snell. <laughs> I'm going to go over. Wow. I think I'm going B-Rob and I'm going to, I'm going to say the, the under I Blake. I, I love Blake. And I don't even worry as much about injuries with him because I think his game is just totally evolved. I mean, last year was arguably his best season. He averaged a career high in points, 24.5, you know, 7.5 rebounds is down a little bit, but obviously when Drummond is eating everything, you're not going to get as many, but, uh, 5.4 assists. Um, but without him, they are nothing. They don't have they they have some talent, but they don't have an, a, enough to make it all work. Like he's what he's like, he is Al Horford and Kyrie Irving on that team from last year. Um, and I don't know, and he's only thirty. You know, he seems like he should be like thirty five, um, but he's only thirty. But I, I don't, and and it's also it's sort of is like the, what I was saying about Kyrie earlier. Like at, at some point around February and March, when Blake is killing himself to carry this team that that he knows like best case scenario you. you get to maybe five or six games in the first round. I think that takes a toll on you. So I don't, I don't think, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to take the under. I have a sidebar question here on Blake Griffin. If he decide, if he forces his way out of there, are you interested in him? If you're Danny Ainge? Ooh, big yes. Interesting. I'm, you, I'm an absolute, like I was a no last year, obviously given the new circumstances of where this team is. I'm a yes because I don't think you're going to be able to do much better than him with all his warts. Hmm. Not to mention he's a guy that and you need a you have a pretty big hold, pretty big hold power forward. But not if you get Sabonis, Mike. Mm. Just kidding. But I'm saying after <laughs> after what he went through at the end with the Clippers, after a season plus of toiling in Detroit, this is a prime candidate for a guy that is for a a, a veteran, sort of on the downside of his career but still with so much talent and so many ways to come to a place like Boston and say, I am ready to do whatever you guys need to do to win a title. Um, 
and granted the, the, he'll still be, be getting paid like uh like russell westbrook but i think he'd be he'd be ready to uh to fit in in ways that you know maybe Kyrie couldn't but yeah i'm, I'm a big yes on that i the contract is you know a 38.9 million dollar player option in 2021 is really worrisome to me or i guess the 2021-22 season which i assume he's going to pick up and that could be renegotiated though um, that could be uh given a longer deal for maybe, a lower annual value yeah i don't know why you would want to keep blake griffin around then but and mike, that, that, that's, tw- tw- that's 21 22 you said right mike yeah so he's he's guaranteed he's a 34 for this coming year and then 36 and a half for 20 for yeah. the next one and then the third year yeah okay yeah um but i'm just talking like the year after that is when you know that's right, a very like, big summer for a lot of for, i guess for the entire league and so if you think that if you think that adding Blake Griffin allows you to topple the Bucks or the Sixers in the playoffs, then sure. I'm a little skeptical that that's the answer, but, um, but yeah, so I, I'm not, I don't think I'm as high on that as you guys, particularly, you know, <clears throat> we don't really know what they would have to give up to get him. also. Yeah. I would think it'd be a, given the money, it would probably be a situation where like you signed it's like a sign and trade of Jalen on his new contract, like after this year. Um, and then maybe a pick or two on top of it. Like, I don't know if you do Jalen in the Memphis pick. I don't know if I would do that. Um, oh man. Yeah. Like no, that's, thank you. that's right. But maybe Jalen and like a future first of yours. Um, I don't think Blake's the guy like for, if we're dangling Jalen and assets, like I don't, I just don't think he's the guy personally so the next the next one's pretty yeah, i mean i i was gonna move on Bureau, so if you had another point on that go ahead yeah go ahead no, uh, no, go ahead all right cool uh we should also note that there are uh on these there are some different like odds based on the over-unders so like this next one golden state warriors 47 and a half which i think is really interesting but if you you get better odds if you bet the under you know it's plus 110 if you take under 47 and a half it's minus 130 and it's different for every for every team. Mm-hmm. So, like in, in in that case, you know they're they're saying, yeah, we think it's probably likely that Golden State goes over forty seven and a half. Um, but what do you guys think? Do they do? I, I think this is one of the more interesting uh, bets of the entire slate. It is fascinating. Uh, like you look at a team that obviously went to five straight finals, and I think yeah, that's right. Um, that is just i mean they're de- like defensively there's so many question marks all of a sudden and they added some interesting pieces but not having clay not having andre Iguodala, not having kevin durant that's obviously a humongous just loss elimination of talent um i have faith in i think that this is going to be a monster steph curry season and a statement steph curry season and um what's the statement the statement is that i am one of the still one of the one or two best players in the world and i'm gunning for the mvp i think he's gonna just be go like i've been sacrificing these past few years this is what i can still do um so if that happens i i see them winning oh going over um i don't necessarily think that is like if i if i 
if I had to bet, I, I would take the under just because like Clay's injury, and I, I just think the defense is going to be like really, really bad all of a sudden, and how they cope with that um, is interesting and unknown. Like, I, Draymond Green could just melt down. Like, that's possible. And then if he melts down and just, like, is a toxic presence in the locker room and you have Willie Cauley-Stein, who's just, <laughs> ugh, I'm just not a fan. And then you have D'Angelo Russell, who is a very bad defender, playing a lot of minutes. Like, it just could get, it could get really bad. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to take the under here. Be rough. I'm also taking the under. I think the West is, again, a monster, and you have a lot of question marks, like Mike alluded to, so... It's just, I think something in the mid forties is the most reasonable, and I don't think Curry and like those guys are not going to be juiced enough every regular season game to to hit like fifty wins in the West this year. One guy you didn't mention, Pina, is Alec Burks. I'm interested to see maybe how he he's a guy who always shows flashes and either just gets hurt or falls out of the rotation. He's been on a lot of really shitty teams, yeah. but I'd like to maybe see what he can do playing with some better players. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'll take the under two. Okay. Uh, Houston Rockets, 52 and a half. Under. Okay. West is hard. The West is hard. Um, <laughs> I oh, agree. Uh, they won 53 last season. They obviously added Russell Westbrook. A hungry Russell Westbrook. Uh, I'm going to go over. Uh, I think that this team... Obviously, you go from Chris Paul to Westbrook. I think that that is an upgrade in certain areas. And uh, even on nights when maybe Harden doesn't have it or Harden needs to rest, you can still have another top, whatever, top 15 player out there who is familiar operating in a high usage situation, uh, who is suddenly has space around him, which he didn't have in previous seasons. Uh, I guess like the case against it is that this team is just like so exhausted mentally throughout the the re- with the regular season and is only focused on winning the championship and uh, w- like will just kind of lollygag through the regular season, which is possible. But I just think that the talent there, they have a lot of continuity still. Uh, they have a championship pedigree, in my opinion. I'm going to go over with it. That's an interesting point that you, that you made, Mike, because when we were when we were in Vegas for summer league, uh, one night I was I ended up I was talking to a guy who he works for a sports book in Jersey and he's one of the guys who's in charge of making setting all the NBA lines. And what he said is that after the Rockets acquired Westbrook, they bumped down all the Rockets regular season totals and bumped up their postseason odds. So basically what you said that there's a little bit more variance in the regular mm-hmm. season because you're not sure how it's going to go. But once they do get to the postseason, sort of all bets are off. Um, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take the over two. Um, Wait, did you say? What'd you say? You said over, right? Yeah, Pina? I said over. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that they that they win fifty five, fifty six games. I just think that's so much talent, and I mean Harden is still, you know, we talk about Steph wanting to prove that he's top one or two or three. I think Harden's still right there, and and Russ is certainly still top ten. And they do have that they do have that history together. Um, obviously, taking Kevin Durant out of the equation is big in terms of their chemistry, but they know each other, and they're probably they're ready to play with each other a little bit more than. Maybe I don't know. I guess that's always the question with Russ. It's like what's actually going on. But I think that this maybe can be a wake up call, and at least for at least for one year, I think everyone can play nice and and uh, and yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, Indiana Pacers, uh, forty eight and a half. 
Uh, I'm taking the under on that one, guys. That just that seems. And B Rob, you had mentioned, I think it was last episode, that you know that Oladipo's status might be a little bit iffy for next year, and we don't know even if he does play where he's going to be. Um, I, I think that they make the playoffs. I think that they're they're 42, 43 wins, but 48 and a half seems like a lot for me. Yeah, I'm with you there, Rich. Um, I think, I mean, they've, Craig Smith, Nate McMillan, they've kind of overachieved in the regular season for a couple years now, I feel like. And, but they lost a lot of key talent from like Bogdanovich, Thad Young. Um, obviously, you bring in Brogdon, but I'm not crazy about their other signings. Like, I'm not a huge Jeremy Lamb guy. And, um, like, Justin Holiday, like, okay. So, <laughs> you, it just, it just, in the East is harder. And, like, they're not going to be with Oladipo out for probably a good chunk of the year. I just don't see them getting, you know, past 45 wins. Michael. Mm. I, 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 I'm not really high on this team. Um, I think there's some weird, weird, like uh lineup problems and positional overlap and, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, um his like his his foot injury is kind of worrisome and and the fact that that supposedly was a turn off to teams at the draft like if he's hurt and Victor Oladipo's injury that uh you know we don't know how much time he's going to miss and that could be half the season so I'm uh, like I like their structure I think losing Thad Young is a pretty big blow so I'm gonna go under here all right, uh, Los Angeles Clippers, 55 and a half. That's an under for me. Yeah, that's, I'm with you, Rich. That's, again, that's a very real, it's a really good team. I like everything they did with this offseason, and they built in some good depth too, but but that's just a huge total knowing that Kawhi is probably not going to play more than 65 games, and Paul George is coming back from the shoulder surgery, so they're going to obviously take it slow with him um and yeah like with when one of those guys aren't playing i'm not sure this is a 51 team so it's hard for me to think that they're going to get into the upper 50s and, even with good help and there's a little bit of you know what what the celtics went through last year and what i think that what we all think the nets will probably go through this year of you know that was that was a very selfless team that was a starless team last year um and now you got to adjust now that you, what, what what you were used to last year and what you were comfortable doing last year, I mean, we were talking about the the, the role players and just like the, the anyone not named Paul or Kawhi, um, that's going to be an adjustment too. And Doc's probably a good a good guy to to help them through that, but it will be an adjustment. I'm going over. Woo! Screw it. Um, just I mean, this is the team that a lot of people think is the favorite to win it all, and I think that you know they already won 48 last year. They were really good post the Tobias Harris trade. Um, obviously, it's a different look right now, and they're a little bit older, and their timeline is completely shifted, and everything you guys said makes a lot of sense with Kawhi load management and Paul George's surgeries and everything. But I just think, like, when you look at the depth that this team has and some of the other pieces that they're bringing back, like Lou and Trez, and, I, I, like, I, I think they'll be, like, a like a low key, just simmering juggernaut, uh, even in games where one of those guys sits. So, um, with the coaching and just the, like this team also has a well-known identity and they're scrappy and, um, 
I, I'm just their talent level is extremely high. I I like them a lot. I know that the Warriors only won 57 last year, and in a in a conference that's as spread out as it is, um, and as even as it is, it's going to be really difficult for anyone to separate themselves. But I'm just being annoying and an antagonist and going <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. Speaking of uh, annoying and antagonistic, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers uh, are 51 and a half. That is a another under for me. I just uh, once once you get to the playoffs, yeah, maybe maybe that's a different story. But LeBron's still going to need his his month off. Anthony Davis probably still have to have a month off at some point, just for wear and tear. And I just it's just you know it's it's unsettled. It's toxic. It's once you get there, maybe maybe LeBron can put you on, on his back and Anthony Davis can take another leap. But for the day in and day out in this Western Conference, uh, that's an under fifty one and a half for me. You're up. I'll take I'll take the over actually. Wow. Um, I don't feel confident about it, but LeBron got a full summer rest, like, and he's got a. This team has to, he has to play really well to prove to convince Anthony Davis to stay around for the long term. So I think he's going to be playing most, if not all, the full eighty two, and um, yeah, I'm not crazy about. It. I don't think they're going to do anything in the the playoffs, but as far as you know size-wise and having just random supporting pieces enough, I think they can sneak into the the low 50s. I, yeah, I mean, we want to talk about load management. This is the season of epic load management for LeBron, I think. Or it should be. Um, maybe it won't, but I guess we'll see. Uh, very interestingly put together roster, a lot of I feel like it's top heavy. Uh, we, we we don't know what's going to happen with you know Boogie and um, some of the other veterans they brought back because they sort of had to when they swung and missed on Kawhi. Uh, AD is like he could win the MVP. Uh, he could uh, be a little bit. I don't want to say disappointing, but he's just. There's a lot of... I feel like this is a huge statement year for him. And the bar is, like, the MVP. So... And if he doesn't do it, LeBron's going to make his life miserable. (laughs) Sure. I mean, it's so weird. He already already was, like, hinting at how he wanted to play with the Bulls. Like, what, dude? Davis did? Uh, Yeah. Um... So I'm go- I'm just going under. I-, I I think that on paper I look at this roster and you know adding someone like Avery Bradley at the price they did, who is going to be hungry, I think was pretty smart. You know, keeping or adding Jared Dudley was pretty interesting and and good for the locker room and um you and know Quinn Troy Cook Daniels a three point shooter too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a solid backup point guard for them. Or I don't even know if like I guess third backup point card i don't know what their roster is with rondo there but um i'm just going under uh again west is really tough and i think lebron will not be you know averaging 35 a night playing 80 games uh yeah so i'm, I'm going under real quick mike who's, who's their starting point guard it's lebron oh right they did say that didn't they yeah all right who's defending starting the other team's starting mm-hmm. point guard is a question that has not been danny answered. green Sure. Yeah. Avery Bradley, I guess maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know if he starts, but um, very. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting 
put together team. I think they're they're going to have to make some moves after December fifteenth if they're serious about winning the title. But um, I'm going under. All right. Uh, so Bucks and All Sixers. Right, can we we'll, wrap it up here? Bucks and Sixers, and we'll say goodbye. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, fifty six and a half. I'm going over. Uh, under. So okay, sixty games was the win total last year. They lost Brogdon. Brought back pretty much everybody else and added some interesting pieces like Wes Matthews and Robin Lopez. Um, interesting is a good way to describe it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if that's good or bad. Kyle, Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver and uh, uh, Dragon Bender, who uh, they just signed also. Ooh, what? Yeah, that's really? a little breaking news. Yeah, I like that. Uh, oh, you do? <laughs> I do. I, I don't know. I'm glad, I'm glad I, to see him get another chance somewhere not the hellhole of Phoenix. Sure. He did show a little bit in, in, in minutes the last year or so. But. Maybe. Um, I am going under, and I'm doing that because, like, this is kind of the reason why that I've been a little down on this team. I just think that the, the sneaking up on everyone factor, like, everyone knows what's up here and how they're going to play, and I think Brogdon is a really, it's a meaningful loss that'll that'll show its teeth at some point. Uh, Giannis is going to be better and he could completely, you know, if he suddenly adds whatever to his game, you know, a stable mid-range pull-up, something like that, all of a sudden, like, yeah, this team is going to be unstoppable. Um, but until I see that, I, I, I'm betting against it. So I'm, I'm going under. And then, uh, did you take the over or the under? I'm, uh, I'm under there. You're under? I think you lost Brogdon. Everything you added isn't very exciting. The East is also improved uh, in the upper half. So, and they really didn't have any bad injuries last year, except for Brogdon. So, like, they, I don't know if that's going to continue or not, given some of the age of those guys in the roster. All right. So, uh, Al Horford and the Philadelphia 76ers, 53 and a half wins. That is an over for me. I think that this is a, I think they got the momentum. I think they got the, I, I just think that they're going to be a very good regular season team this year. Like fifty five, fifty six wins. I'm um, I'm taking the under. Uh, I think just the health, their depth isn't great. Like the starting lineup, obviously is stacked, but you get an injury or two there with two injury prone guys in the front court with an Embiid and then Horford's age and load management. I think is going to obviously continue to be an issue there. So, um, not a ton of depth behind them. A lot of unproven young guys on the bench. Maybe if they, you know, show they can do something right away with, you know, Zaire Smith and um, the kid out of Washington. But if those guys don't contribute right away, I don't, I think low 50s is, uh, might be where they're at. I, hmm. This is an interesting one. I think 51, team, 51 wins last year. 51 wins last year. Obviously made several big midseason trades, and their starting five was just a total juggernaut. I'm going under for the regular season. Uh, I think that Embiid will not be playing a lot, and he is everything to that organization. I'm still not sold on Ben Simmons. Uh, more in the playoffs than the regular season, I guess, but I'm just not sold in general 
Um, there's just not a lot of play creation. They're going to be asking a lot out of Richardson and a lot out of Tobias Harris and a lot out of Al Horford, to be frank, and he's pretty old. So um, on a night-to-night basis, I could see this team having a lot of weird losses just because they lack in outside shooting. Um, but I'm still, I still think that they're at the end of the day and then the playoffs – um, they're going to be a really hard out, maybe the best team in the conference. But um, for this exercise, I'm taking the under. Can you name the the only other 76er to be born in the 1980s other than Al Horford? Mm, no, I cannot. Is it, uh, it's not Mike. It Mike is. Scott's not that. Old, it is, is it? Mike Scott. Yeah, he's the only one. Right. And birthday boy Brad Wanamaker is the only... Uh, we're recording this on Brad Wanamaker's birthday, by the way. Uh, birthday boy Brad Wanamaker is the only Celtic that was born in the 1980s, which is kind of crazy. Anyways, the overrunner on this podcast was two hours. Should we, it, should we, that is crazy. Should we cut it off at the under? <laughs> we'll sneak it in. Cool. Um, yeah, so we'll, we will finish up these over-under win totals for the second half of the league in uh, a future podcast next month, but... That will put a bow on this one. And if you are still listening, please give us a follow at the Winning Plays Pod uh, Twitter account and subscribe to the Winning Plays Podcast and give us a a rating and review on there while you have the chance. Um, Mike, you were off for a little getaway, so enjoy. Oh, nice. We'll miss you the next couple weeks. Thank you. A, sc- and, a, scout- um, a scouting trip, a scouting <laughs> trip in the Far East. Sure, yeah, yeah. Be on the lookout, folks. Um, but we'll be back with you guys in the coming weeks, and we'll see how things get going as Team USA Celtics training camp uh, gets going.